Hi, and welcome to the You're Going to Major in That podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. Melissa Gamboa is the Senior Marketing Program Manager at Avnet Inc., a global technology distributor and solutions provider. She has held sales and marketing roles in various sized companies throughout her career and has built solid relationships with suppliers, vendors, and customers with demonstrated success generating revenue and profit through marketing campaigns. She holds a bachelor's degree in communications from the University of Northern Iowa. Please welcome Melissa to the show. Welcome, Melissa. Hi, Marie. Thanks for having me. Right. Thanks for being here today. My first question for you is, when and how did you decide to major in communications? Oh, that's a good one. So I went to the University of Northern Iowa, and when I decided to go there, I was totally undecided on a major. I thought I would go down the PR business path like so many other people did. And I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, but thought taking a few classes in each of the areas might help me figure out, you know, what my focus would be. So after I took macroeconomic twice and realized that PR wasn't the best fit for me either, I changed my major to communications. And that was probably something I did as a sophomore. How would you say your background in communications helps you in your personal life and your professional career? communications are everywhere. All of the classes that you take during your college career through interpersonal communications and oral communications or public speaking, org comm, intercultural, each of those classes have, have helped in both my personal life and professional career. But for me, the most important ones have been the oral communications and public speaking, as well as interpersonal. So in any business or personal setting, it's so important to be able to carry on a conversation and to really read your audience's verbal and nonverbal cues and then adapt that conversation accordingly. Reading people and redirecting them in a way that your audience is more receptive really helps get your message across. And using those skills helps me talk with my kids too. I know exactly how long I can keep talking to them before they start to completely tune me out. Your communications courses really help in, in all areas of life. I love that. As a mother of an 18-month-old, I, I feel that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know that a lot of students have fear of public speaking. Was that something that you also had a fear of and got over? Yeah, great question. I'm the oldest of five. And so I've kind of always been that one that was a little bit more outgoing and not super scared of speaking to people in public. But it's different when it's family versus your peers. You really have to kind of practice at it. You've got to just go up there knowing that, hey, you're prepared, you're ready to have those conversations. And whether it's you're talking to someone that's a part of your family or you know, C-level executives. It's just having a conversation and being confident in what you're saying. Preparing and, and having lots of conversations really has helped throughout public speaking. Absolutely. And I always tell students when they do oral presentations in class that no one can tell that they're nervous except for that. Right. And yep. everyone is their own worst critic. We all yep. as the audience wants the speaker to do well and we're rooting for the speaker to do well. Yep. Absolutely. We are all our own worst critics for sure. That's cool that your communication skills also helps you with parenting. You can kind of tell when the eyes glaze over, and <laughs> perhaps you need to do 
need to change gears or, or change topics. Yeah. Um, could you tell me about your career in marketing? How did your career trajectory lead you to your current position? Through college, I worked in retail and in restaurants. And all of those, you're constantly interacting with different customers. So you need to have some sort of conversational skills, whether it's, hey, how's the weather today? Or how are you feeling? You need to read people. You may have some people that'll look at you with disdain and be like, okay, don't talk to me. I just want to look. I'm just window shopping. Or you might have people that really want to engage. So you need to kind of feel, feel them out a little bit. Again, worked in retail and restaurants. Then I moved to Arizona a couple weeks after I graduated college and continued to work in retail for a few months and then was hired by a small company to sell their advertising products. I had to work on developing my customer base and really it's, it was all about relationship building and talking to those customers and seeing what was best for their businesses. From there, I worked there about eight years and then I had one of my customers recruited me to manage their advertising and their vendors and that included buying media, managing budgets, testing different pieces of creative, some data analysis to make sure that we were making the right buying decisions. And then most recently, and actually I've been there for about eight years, I obtained my current position with Abnet, where my main responsibility is, again, managing the vendor relationships and collaborating with them and our internal teams on executing different marketing campaigns. We've got a small but mighty team of folks that focus on by media, creating banners and imagery for these overall campaigns and content, doing project management as well as communicating effectively with all of those folks. And again, you know, building the relationships. It's taken a while to get where I am today, but again, all of the positions that I've had really required some good communication skills. Thank you for that. Yeah. And I know a lot of our students work in retail and food service environments. And so I'm sure they would be excited to hear that those jobs actually help prepare you for your later career as a marketing professional, because I think a lot of students don't think those jobs are teaching them much of anything. Learning how to read a customer and learning those interpersonal skills is so important in any career that you have later on. Yep, absolutely. So you work in marketing and you've worked in marketing for a while. How would you say social media has impacted your industry? It has impacted a lot. So when I first started my career, social media was non-existent. And then several years into it, MySpace came out. And then following that was Facebook and Twitter and, and everything else that you see today. That area is not something that I am super familiar with, but we have teams of people that really manage that and they know it. And we get some really great responses and, and feedback from the folks that engage with us on those social media platforms. We're all about analytics and seeing what drives customers to our landing pages. And a lot of that is social. It's creating that awareness and really making sure that we're targeting the right people within the whole social media audiences that'll drive traffic back to our, our marketing campaigns. It's definitely had a, a large impact. I'm not as familiar with it as maybe others, but it's something that helps our campaigns become successful. Absolutely. You mentioned that a lot of your job is collaborating and building relationships with vendors. What would you say is your best strategy for building those relationships? Listening. You want to make sure that you have your own agenda, but you want to make sure that you're listening to those vendor partners and those supplier partners to see what their goals are. And then from developing that strategy together 
and determining, hey, this is what fits best for both companies. Having those conversations, talking to some of the experts that are within the industries, finding out what makes the most sense and what the audience is looking for from a marketing standpoint. Are they looking for sales information and just information or do they they want to find solutions to the problems that they're having in the field? I love that. And I think active listening is a big part of a communications curriculum. People that think that communications is about talking, but it's about <laughs> talking and listening. It <laughs> and very so, much is. Yeah, very much so. So that's really an important skill is you know, everyone wants to get their point across. Can you actually listen and comprehend and make someone feel valued? Yep. Um, reading their nonverbals and their body language as well, because I'm sure someone might be telling you one thing, but their nonverbals are telling you another. <laughs> and so that might prompt you to probe or ask follow-up questions to try to- Most definitely. It. In your experience, what skills are employers looking for in a marketing hire? Good questions. Definitely, we've talked about it, great verbal and written communications. Those are definitely key. Show your creativity. When it comes to marketing, fresh ideas are definitely key. A lot of times, people continue to do the same things over and over again because they're not aware of other other opportunities that they have to market. So talk about your creativity. I think results, if you have any results to share or if you have any big projects that you've worked on that you can share some details on, definitely include those. And then be prepared to answer hard questions. Those hiring managers, they're not necessarily looking to trip you up. But they're looking to really get an understanding, see how you can think on your feet, be prepared as much as you possibly can. That's so true. Uh, I know a lot of employers will throw in tricky question that's not (laughs) that you're not really prepared for. Like if you could be an animal, what kind of animal would you be? (laughs) Just how you can think quickly on your feet and if you handle pressure. So that's a really good point. Doing those mock interviews with career services would probably get you some good experience with that. Yeah. And and I'll I'll definitely to comment on that. The only thing worse about seeing a great resume and having a poor interview is is not getting the interview because your resume wasn't great. If there's errors on your resume or it's not tailored to the position, I know from experience we overlook those. Definitely use the tools that you have through your Resource Center or Career Services Center. Thank you for that wonderful plug also for our Career Services Department. And I know that your lifelong friend, Deb, who is in charge of that department, would appreciate the plug as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we didn't have that when, when I was graduating college. I mean, we had some people that might be able to help with it, but just with the internet being what it is today, everything is digital, gone are the way of paper resumes and what have you. So you only have a couple seconds to capture the hiring manager's attention. So you want to do everything that you can to to use those resources as well. That's so true. And as someone who's been on some hiring committees as well, I can tell you that we skim for keywords in your cover letter. Yep. So always try to incorporate those keywords that's in the job posting yep. on your cover letter and resume. And Sometimes less is more. When we're reviewing 100 resumes, we love the effort that people put in in their cover letters that are multiple pages long. We really want to see upfront and that you have met the requirements so we can give you an interview. Yep, absolutely. And then after you do get that interview, those thank you letters, 
going and sending it to hiring managers, even if you have to stalk them on LinkedIn or whatever it may be, those go so far. We've hired we've hired candidates that have had equal qualifications, both had great interviews, and we've hired one over another because they sent that thank you letter and they followed up. You think it's kind of a, oh, they're not even going to remember me? No, definitely send that thank you. That's a nice touch. That's a good point. Just sending that little extra, hey, I'm really interested in this job. I respect your time and hearing me out. Well, I want to end with a question that I think all of our students could benefit from. Oh, now you... you're testing me to help me think <laughs> on my feet. Oh, no. no, no. <laughs> what advice would you give students who are interested in studying communications? There are so many things that you can do with a communications degree. So don't limit yourself. Having good communications is key any and every single position that you apply for. All those skills are transferable in everything that you do. One thing that we've talked about a lot today is pay close attention to those verbal and nonverbal cues that you get and that you give off to others. I think that's huge. I think if you have a great fit with a company and you have those great communication skills and you're paying close attention to what their hiring manager is saying and, and what you're saying, I think you'll go a long way. Awesome. Great advice. Thank you, Melissa, so much. Thank you. What a treat to interview Melissa Gamboa, a marketing professional with Abnet. She gave us some great advice on how communications helped prepare her for her career in marketing, the importance of listening to clients, reading verbal and nonverbal social cues, and the significance of thank you notes for setting you apart from other candidates competing for a position. She also communicated that working in retail, food service, and other entry-level positions as a great education and preparation for your future career. Thanks so much to Melissa for sharing her expertise with us today. And thank you, dear listener, for listening to the You're Gonna Major in That podcast. Please join us for another episode.